Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor filling in this afternoon for my good friend, Pastor Jeff Figs. And we are live, even though it is a different voice than expected on this Tuesday afternoon. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. This is Calvary Live. This is the show where we talk about things pertaining to life and godliness and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us to an answer from the Word. Uh, we place a high value or a high view. We have a high view, I should say, of the Word of God. Uh, we believe that it is the final Word and final authority uh, on our lives, that we are to yield to it. What that means is that if uh, you have an opinion and I have an opinion and we don't agree we need to open the Bible and let the Bible inform both of our opinions. Uh, it could be that we're both wrong and that the Word of God would always win the day. And we're to test all things, hold fast what is good. And that's why we're here. 303-690-3000. We sent out a note today. Hopefully you're on our email list here at Grace FM, it might be on uh, Hope FM or Truth FM or Refuge FM or a variety of other places that carry the program. But if you are uh, on our Grace FM email list, we sent out a note today. It's Giving Tuesday. In uh, that Giving Tuesday is something that was created to try to uh, minimize and downplay all of the um, all of the commercialism of of the day you know uh and and so if you got it we would love for you to support us any amount large small uh, any amount would be great uh and we would want you um you know the testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony comes in uh, I noticed uh, in my email box today, I was in meetings all day today, but, um, you know, there's an email from radio today. Here's one, here's two. Um, uh, you know, this is, the, uh, you could go through all day uh, and see how God uses radio and the teaching of his word to minister to many. Uh, and what a blessing that is. Um it is a blessing for, um, for us to be a small part of the huge work uh, that God's doing in your life. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. Go to gracefm.com if you're listening to this on Grace FM. And I really do mean that. Uh, I know that um, you will share in eternal rewards 
Uh, we're not just a station that plays music. Um, although we do have music and we have a select, good selection of unique worship music, um, we are a station dedicated to the teaching of God's Word, verse by verse. And being uh, associated with pastors that, that we have a relationship with uh, and connected to. Uh, and we would love for you to join us in that. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Hey, I posted yesterday on my personal social media, if you want to connect with me personally as a pastor, and go to my website, edtaylor.org, Ed taylor.org it has to be .org if you go to .com santa claus uh professional santa claus has uh, named ed taylor uh has that domain um but mine is edtaylor.org you can connect with me on all platforms of social media posted yesterday that our book um god's help for the troubled heart is at the printers and we will have copies available beginning December 12th and 13th at Calvary Church. Uh, this is not the pamphlet that we put together. The pamphlet's available, or what we call it a mini-book, uh, more uh, in line with the uh, COVID and some of the temporary trials that we've been experiencing here in 2020. This is a full-size book uh, designed to encourage you uh, in any type of suffering. Um, we all go through some type of suffering in life, how do we get through it? And the refinement that takes place in the middle of it is defining. This is a collection of truthful reminders of God's help for your troubled heart. While we all share stories of pain, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves refusing to accept and receive the healing that Jesus readily gives. And so whether it's deep-seated grief, uh, maybe a long-term illness, uh, whether uh, it, whatever it is that's troubling your heart, we put together uh, this book to encourage you. Uh, so uh, it'll be available at Calvary Church. The physical copies will be available December 12th. Uh, so pray with us that everything comes uh, in on time as unto the Lord. All right, we got phone lines full, so let's go. Well, at least we have two lines. One more is open. Uh, Liz, Denver, Colorado. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. Hi. So I'm kind of running into this situation where I'm. I need I need guidance and I need some wisdom and I don't know what to do. Um, okay. I have my son who is an. He's 35 years old. Lives with me. He's right now not working. He says he's going to be getting a job come January. Um, he was in the oil fields, and then he got okay. laid off. All right. Um, and ever since he got laid off, during being laid off, now he's smoking weed in my house. Okay. He's like, he doesn't do it in my house, but he does it. And he knows I don't approve of it. Right. He knows I don't like to see him that way. Well, he's unemployed. And I also know that the Word of God says that anybody who doesn't help their family is worse than an unbeliever. All right. So I... I don't know what to do because I know I'm not helping him by enabling him, but at the same time, I want to be in the will of God. Well, I think that we come back to um, the verse that you quoted, and let's make sure that we 
quote it in a way that you know what it says, right? So in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, it says, If anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And what this is a reference to Paul's writing to young Timothy in 1 Timothy 5, chapter 8, and he is talking about widows and how to take care of widows, how to take care of those in your family, uh, those that would, this would also be a great verse that would connect with working uh, and taking care of those that have a, have a need. So the idea, did you say this is your brother? My son. Your son. So your son is in your home. You're, you mm-hmm. definitely are taking care of him. He's a grown man, and yeah. you are providing for him. And now in your providing for him, you've hit a, a roadblock. And mm-hmm. actually, you haven't hit the roadblock. He's hit the roadblock. Uh, and now it's time for you to redefine for him what it is and what's required for him to be in your house. And it sounds like what's required for him to stay in your house as an adult who can work is that he not smoke pot. Is that what I'm, am I hearing that correctly? Correct. And I've made that very clear to him, very clear to him. Okay. And and so if he's chosen, so I'm going to simplify it. Let me, I'm going to be careful just because I'm simplifying it. Doesn't mean it's going to be simple to, to do, but I'm simplifying it. If the rules for your home, uh, and, and it is your home, you're working and providing it for your son, and if the rules of your home is that he abstain from smoking pot or being drunk while you're in your house and he refuses, he only has one choice, and that's to move out. Okay. And so how does that fall into that verse? It, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with your son. You are providing. You are helping. I mean, let's put it something different. Um, let's say, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to be crude. Uh, one of the rules in your house is that he can't want, run around naked. He can't go to the door and get him packaged from the UPS guy without any clothes on. And he goes, forget you, mom. I'm going to do whatever I want. Are you going to be okay with that too? No. <laughs> I mean, it, you can start look, listing all the known and unknown rules, uh, if you want to call them that, or just agreements. This is the agreement. Um for us to live in the same house that I pay the rent on, um, that I pay the mortgage on. And here's what it is, son. In order to live here, you, in order for me to present a place for you to provide for you, because the context of this verse is taking care of widows. That's the, really the essence of this verse. He, Paul broadens it out and says, look, if you're not even going to take care of your own house, your own widow that can't that lost her husband doesn't have income anymore you're not going to take but it's not a verse that says take care of widows no matter what they do um you know that take care of the widow that wants to bring a gun into the house and shoot holes through the window um you know you wouldn't allow that either and so you're not creating new new rules you're not creating this has always been the rule if you keep it um if you had a guest that you were renting a room you'd expect them to keep it and how much more does a son need to know that as his mom is taking that he would humble himself and live by his mom's rules? So that yes, verse so really I, has nothing to do with you except that you're obeying it. 
and you've been very patient with your son and you're going to continue to be patient. I mean, I'm, I would expect that this is still going to be a very hard situation that you're going to plead with him. You don't want him to leave. You don't want him to be suffering. You don't want to fight him. You don't want to be upset. You don't want, you want him just to respect you in your house. Yeah. And that's what it's, you know, it's come to that. It's just whenever I do bring it up, it's just a constant argument and tumultuous relationship in the house. And it's, really starting to wear on me. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, it's too late now, but but when he first came back from the oil fields, did you tell him that that was one of the rules? Did you already know he was smoking pot in the oil fields? And did you say, hey, no, son, he I know that this it. is... He wasn't okay. doing it while he was working because he's not allowed while he's working oh, because, you know, thing. they do random checks. So he does... He's perfect when he's not... When he's working. It's just... So one of the approaches, I think one of the approaches is, look, son, you you pay more respect to your employer than you do your mom. And we just can't have that. That's just wrong. I don't even, you know, it's your choice of what you want to do with your life, son. It's your choice. I love you. I gave birth to you. I raised you. All Everything that only a mom can say. But but listen, you're, you, you pay more respect to your job than you do to your mom. Well, why? And it, it's a deeper conversation because it's really not... It's really not, if he can do it for work, then he can certainly yeah. do it for his mom. Yeah. Yeah, I needed to hear that. that. I never thought of it that way. And definitely something to point out to him. <laughs> I, and I think that as a mom, you'll have, it, 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 may, it may end up, you know, if it becomes an argument, a lot of times people, when they're cornered, because it is, he, he really has no, uh, he is an adult. It is legal. Um, I don't think it's wise. I don't think it's biblical to be under the influence. But from the law's perspective, he's certainly not breaking the law. But but what he is, is he's disrespecting his mom. And he's doing it in such a way where he's showing more, he's willing to show more honor to a an employer who's not even anybody. It's just somebody's rules at work, you know, so that he doesn't put his, he doesn't put people in danger. I mean, there's a lot of good reasons but the reason at home is, I want I want to, I want to be in a relationship with you, son, and I want us to be in mutual agreement. And this is one of the things that's just not allowed in my house. Yeah, and like I said, we ran into like it's just a constant argument, and like he's just goes back to the same old, you know, the, the calls that you get all the time, you know. But it's legal, and I'm grown, and like well just because you're of age doesn't call doesn't make you grown i'm sorry your age doesn't make you grown it's your choices <laughs> and what you're choosing to do right and i i think in the uniqueness of your relationship with him like it is you know if it's a biblical if he wants to get biblical on it then we know you know the that that's a pretty easy answer if he wants to get practical um there's a lot of things that he doesn't do because he respects mom um, I'm not sure other than him just liking to be high, uh, why he wouldn't respect his mom as she's helping him in a very tough time in his life. And you would do that when he's 80. Um, you do that the rest of your life, but you're, you know, as parents, we're also going to want to find the line to say what's best for our kids. And sometimes what's best for our kids is painful for us. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if you can just, you know, pray for me because, you know, at the same time, you know, I just took custody of three of my grandkids and he's influencing one of them and he sees them, you know, that he does this and does that. And then he sees him fighting with me and that's not helping, you know, with that either. Well, I think that that's that's probably what prompted you to call. Everything's coming to an end and you already know the answer. And you're just exercising, hey, I just don't want to make sure I'm not sinning against God. I want to make sure, yeah. but I, I kind of feel like I know where I need to go with this. Yeah, I just need yeah. a, you know, I guess clarification, I guess. I don't know how you would I think, it. Yeah, I think you're going to do it in a way that's going to uh, really, to the best of your ability, keep the relationship to the best of your ability, keep him at home. Um, what you're asking and, and, you know, first it's a request and then it just becomes, this is the way it is. But like, Hey, not there's more, I've got kids I'm raising. I got grandkids. I got to take care of. Listen, if you want to live your life in rebellion to my rules, uh, it's too late for you. You're an adult, but these grandkids I still have, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to fail with them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can just pray for me. All right, let's do that. Give me the wisdom. Father, I pray for Liz in this very difficult situation that her son has placed her in and placed yeah, placed her in. And I pray that uh, in this upcoming conversation that it would um, that he would listen and he would love his mom in this way, that he would choose to lay aside his own um, desires for the sake of honoring his mom. And I know it's going to be a hard conversation. I know it's going to be difficult. Um, I pray for another family even as I think of this, that also is dealing with this, a similar situation uh, with their child, uh, their adult child, and it's just been hard uh, and challenging, um, more than words can describe. So I pray, God, that, um, that, that you would give wisdom in this upcoming conversation, wisdom that would just go beyond my answer, like to specifically to this young man's heart, uh, would just go beyond even what I'm, what I'm describing, so that um, there would be unity and peace in this home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. 303-690-3000. You know, these are, these are real-life issues uh, that are not as easy. You know, a radio program cannot solve them um, even uh, as challenging as they are even a a radio program just won't i mean you you might be listening oh it's not that easy it's not that easy you're right it is not that easy it's challenging and so let's pray uh, for each other and encourage one another in the lord because everybody's carrying a burden and it's it's challenging 303-690-3000 is the number 303-690-3000 3,000 is the number. Uh, there's a text here that says they heard some, uh, Pastor Taylor, I heard Pastor Dave say, speak the other day, uh, why have you forsaken me? Um, I didn't hear it. You'll have to talk to him on this contradictory, um, his contradiction of popular teaching of separation. You'll have to talk to him. I didn't hear it. So please call his church. 303 690 
is the number. Uh, here's another text recall, re- related to the caller with a son. What if it's a female with the same behavior? Uh, it's the same response. Uh, in my in my estimation, you are you are pleading and begging and and as the head of the home, um, asserting, especially when there's other kids involved, this is not allowed. Now, when my kids were younger, I used to tell them, and I, I all three of them, my son Eddie, my son Josh, my daughter, I would always tell them, my house, my rules. And I meant that, and I mean that today. Um, however, I also know that it would be hard and is hard. Uh, and, and then I know that when my kids moved out, um, they both had their homes. And when I went into their home, even though I'm their dad, I'm going to especially if I was living with them, it never happened, but if I was living with them, I'm going to yield to their rules. It's their house. And out of respect for them and honor for them, uh, I'm going to abide by their rules. I'm going to honor them. And that's what we need to do. So male or female, we, we've got to we've got to honor them. Um, and it's hard. It's, I don't know the outcome. It's going to be very, very difficult. He goes, oh, you made me homeless. You made me. No, actually, I didn't. I didn't make you homeless at all. Um, my home is always open. And these, this is the condition of staying in my home. 303-690-3000. Open line. Take it while you can. We're going to stick around here in Colorado. Jesse is in Aurora. Jesse, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Three weeks ago, my wife filed for divorce. And I'm sorry, man. Just, yeah, I'm in a lot of a lot of pain, a lot of hurt right now, and so I was calling yes. for some resources or guidance on um, ensuring that I'm constantly seeking the Lord on forgiveness, not allowing bitterness to take root in my heart, so the enemy doesn't outweigh okay. me. Um, I know that there's a long road ahead of me, and so I just yes. wanted to prepare now for my my spiritual walk with the Lord. Well, it is a it is going to be hard. It's a very painful um, experience to go through a divorce. It's you you are experiencing all of the. All, you will be. I mean, you may not be experiencing it now, but you will be experiencing all the stages of grief as you grieve over the loss and um, and just deal with this. I think that if it's anything, if at all possible, fight for your marriage. If at all possible, um, and she allows you to talk with her and meet with her, uh, that you guys. That you know, praying for her heart, praying that God would, praying for reconciliation. You know, that's going to be step number one. Um, praying that God could, could, and would, and bring reconciliation in this relationship, and um, you know, bring about a, um, a a testimony of God's faithfulness through it. And then for your heart, I want you to email me. Um, email me after you hang up. Uh, at ed at edtaylor.org ed at edtaylor.org and I have information on available on forgiveness that's very very helpful help me a lot um, it's really really good and I know that the Lord can use it uh, to encourage you I'll do that so can I pray for you yes please uh, father I do pray for my um uh, my brother, as he faces a brand new challenge, and I, I'm, I'm encouraged to some degree, Lord, how he's respond, how he's approaching it. When he says, 
uh, this first real walk with you. He's going to walk with you through this. It's You're going to be with him. And I'm grateful that he hears that and he senses that. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would bring reconciliation in the hard-heartedness of this situation. Whatever the reason, whatever the situation, um, I know it's possible. And I pray, God, that uh, that uh, you uh, would do a work that only you could do, uh, that you could bring beauty from ashes. So I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So email me, ed at edtaylor.org, and I'll I'll, as soon as the show's over, I'll, I'll send over the links. Well, thank you, Pastor Ed. Okay, bro. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you know, divorce is a hard thing, and it's a hard thing even around the holidays. So you guys that have been touched by divorce, I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's It's brutal. And you'll be able to give a testimony more than I will of just why God hates divorce. Uh, just exactly why he hates divorce. Um, it's it's real. It's painful. It it's like, um, it's it's like trying to separate plywood. It's only going to be splintered. Only there's no easy no easy way. Um, it's there is no way to separate plywood. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. And uh, so. I'm sorry. We're coming up on the break. Uh, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. I see you waiting in Greeley, Tony, but we only have a minute or two. So I'm going to wait till the top of the hour so we can have a good conversation. Kyle, I also see you in Greeley. Um, I'll take your call on the second half of the program and I want to let you guys know that our uh, my latest book, it's a full-size book, it's called God's Help for the Troubled Heart, is now at the printers. I want to thank you guys for your prayers. This is a book about three years in the making. Actually, it's a book about seven years in the making in the sense that it really, uh, the crushing uh, started with um, my son being in a coma. And uh, that that's where it started. And it started right there in the hospital uh, and even while he was alive. And so um, he ended up not, um, he ended up dying in the hospital. And uh, and then that started the course of grief and difficulty and unbelievable. I can't even describe it really. I, however, one of the things that God did through that time was birth a few books in my heart. This is one of them. The other ones haven't been written yet. Um, and I don't know if they ever will. I'm not sure exactly if they will, but this one had to be written because it's a book on what, how the Bible, how God wants to give you encouragement with your troubled heart. So whether it's grief or like our friend Tony with a divorce or a kid problems, we 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 chose the title carefully um, in that it's troubled hearts, troubled hearts, and don't we all have troubled hearts from time to time? A lot of different reasons. Um, a lot of different reasons why, and um, this is a labor of love that we want to get into your hands. Um, we're gonna uh, it'll it'll be available beginning December twelfth, right in time for Christmas. We're very excited about it, and 
uh, posted a picture yesterday just letting everybody know it's at the printers and it's called God's Help for the Troubled Heart. And uh, we'll make sure that uh, we make it available at our services and it'll be available in different channels as well. So, so good. So good. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And uh, we are, there's a text, a church, uh, here's a text that came in. A while ago, there was a church text saying not to do anything except what would help us run the race. No negotiations. I would like to do this, but what does it mean? Um, you should go to our app. And listen to the first couple studies in Hebrews chapter 12. That was uh, where that text came from, uh, where that message came from. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's program. We are live, even though this is a typical day where Pastor Jeff Figgs fills in. He is away, so I have the privilege of filling in for him today. It is Tuesday, just in case you're like, wait a minute. And we have had some, and we will continue to have uh, encore presentations from time to time, but isn't it great just to be together talking about the things of the Lord? What a what an honor. Unbelievable. What an honor. Uh, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Um, and we are taking your calls uh, and questions right now. So... Let's get back to the phone lines and pick up where we left off. I think it was Tony on line three in Greeley, Colorado. Tony, welcome to the program. Yeah, how you doing, Pastor Ed? Good, good, good. Yeah, I just What's wanted up? to touch bases with you that uh, I really appreciate what you're doing out there. And I asked Jesus to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I had COVID like oh, back wow. in March, and yes. uh, I'm, I got over it. Good. But I'm still struggling with my uh, my body. It's not really recuperating, and okay. it's, it's getting there. But yeah, that's no. what I hear. I hear that some people it it, um, it there's still a fatigue or body aches or yes. just kind of yeah. stuff that lingers. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I just wanted you to pray for me about that, and pray that the Lord can show me passages in the Bible, in the Bible, um, I just, I read the Bible now more than I have ever done before. Okay. And I, I really, I really love the Lord and I really did ask him to come into my life. Yes. Yeah. So. That's great. Do you, have you ever, uh, are you a part of a church yet? Or are you just staying home because of uh, COVID? Uh, that's one thing I don't, I have bad anxiety. Yes. Attacks. I don't really go anywhere. I don't. Uh, my wife goes to work. Uh, I take care of my granddaughter, and I really don't go out much anymore. I mean, I don't know okay. if I'm still afraid or or what, but we do okay, church well, on 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 okay. like on YouTube, 
First yes. Assembly of God. Yes. I, I just don't want to really talk bad about a church or anything. You know, that's not my thing. It's just we went there for years, but I've never felt anything until. Sure. I guess what it, what some people say is something bad has to happen, and the other side is something good. And I think that's what happened when I had COVID. I didn't have to go to a church. I found God on my knees, and you know. So. Yeah, I, would I think you know the church. You know that I, church. I I'm sure that church was used in a wonderful way to plant seeds of the gospel in you, and and you're right. It's just the right one of the reasons why that there wasn't much of a of a response to a church is because you weren't born again. You know, when you're not born again then everything's just kind of experienced on the physical level. But now, being a man that's alive spiritually and alive physically, and we're very grateful for that, um, all kinds of new things are happening in your heart and your mind. Uh, And that's super encouraging. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to pray for you right now, but I'm going to ask you to email me, and I'll send you a new believer guide. And, And it'll just help give you some direction in this newfound faith that you have following Jesus. Right. Um, it'll it'll be a very encouraging thing. And then before you pray for me, I want to ask you one thing. Go for it. Why why why? Okay, I got my the Bible on my phone. Okay. And I read it. But right. why do uh, like women ads come up like 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 ads of women of women? Uh, why do people that you know that are close to us like my wife? Why does she say, why are you reading the Bible so much? Or, or why don't you put that down? Uh, what do I have to, what do I, how do I respond to that? So I didn't understand the first part of your question. When you said ads, what do you mean by that? Well, I got, I got the Bible on my phone. And these okay. ads come up like ads of women. I don't want to say what, but it's ads. It's like. Well, what do you, what kind of, what are you using to, like, where are you reading the Bible? I read it. I, I have it. I have it, and then I read it on my phone when I'm out. Like, is it a website or what? How are you reading it? How is it? No, how, no it, how is it, it giving it, you ads? It's the First King James. Okay, so let me let me tell you a, a web. Uh, let me tell you an app you can download that won't give you any ads. Okay. Okay, so it's called U Version. Y O U. V e r s i o n. That's that's okay. the most popular Bible app, completely free on the internet. You have to get this one, and it will never give you an ad. Oh, okay. And that's where you and it has every all kinds of versions. Not I wouldn't say every version, but it has all kinds of Bible versions. It has Devo plans. It's a very a church in Te- uh, I think it's in Texas. I'm not. I can't remember. Uh, Life Church, I think it's from Texas. The brother, he has a whole di- a whole division that they develop this and make it available completely, one thousand percent free. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It's a very power. I use it a lot because it's it got a great search function. It's the search function is better than the one I on my software that on my that work on my phone that I paid a lot of money for. So the free one's actually better search than the one I pay for. So at right, any rate, right. let's settle that right away, and you don't have to worry about those kind of ads. And then the second part of your question was was about your wife. Yeah. What was the part of your What was that part what, of the question? The part. My part of my question is, you know how a person's uh, reading the Bible, praying, or, yeah, 
Uh-huh. And she says, you know, why are you doing that so much? Or why don't you put the Bible down for a little bit? Or okay, I I just don't want to be rude. You know, I'm at. Well, what's the answer? If she says, let's just say, I'm your wife and I'm saying, hey, uh, why don't you put the Bible down for a little bit? Uh, what's your her, answer? I've told her, well, I want to be with the Lord. I want to get into the Word. Okay. I want to be more in spirit than in flesh. Okay. Yes. So I need to read scriptures. Okay. And then what if she's asking that and like that you got, she's doing the dishes and she says, hey, why are you reading the Bible so much? Why don't you come and help me? Would you put the Bible down to go help her? I clean. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Okay, good. I clean and I do the dishes. Okay. But that's why I do it because when she gets home, I have time to read my Bible. Because the reason I asked that question to you is that maybe she's saying something else than just, why do you read your Bible? Maybe she's trying to communicate to you something else, like in a marriage, that says, hey, um, if you can read the Bible so much, then you can do whatever she's expecting of you. So um, I really don't know, because I'm not in their home, but that's a possibility too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I sit down and I talk to her, though, about the Bible. Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I so let me pray for you. Too. Father, I pray for Tony and his... First of all, we thank, we want to be grateful and express appreciation of how he survived Corona uh, virus, but also, God, we want him to have and experience a full recovery. And I pray as he's learning about you and living for you, I pray that you would encourage him and strengthen him and, and his wife, Lord. Maybe she's experiencing conviction of the Spirit, uh, conviction of her own sin by seeing the change in her husband. Uh, maybe she's wanting help. Who knows? But I do pray, whatever it might be, that you would bring them closer together, not farther, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, buddy. Off okay. to same in uh, Greeley, same city, Greeley, Colorado. Kyle's on line one. Kyle, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I just had a prayer request. Uh, a friend of mine... A young daughter was involved in a car accident, and oh, no. she suffered some pretty severe trauma. And the doctors, have, she was—I think she was in a coma for a week or two, or something like that. And they've done all that they can do for her, and they're telling them that that there's nothing else that they can do, and that they don't—they don't expect her to to make it. And I just uh, just asking anybody listening and you to pray for her because let's do that because I feel like with God all things are possible. And so we just need to pray. Father, we know that at the end of uh, doctors' words, that there's nothing else they can do. It's a very desperate situation, and I know that some uh, can be very fearful and just throw up their hands and and just believe the doctors. Um, but I know that where doctors end, God, you can begin. And I know it's kind of silly, God, because you're in the midst of it all, all along, but from the perspective of 
how we might be able to respond to the desperation that doctors express. Lord, I pray for this young girl and that you would bring healing with this tremendous head trauma and this scary, scary situation. I pray, God, that you would have your way and, and that you'd be with this family as they as they cry out in desperation. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, buddy. God bless you, man. Thank you very much. Yep. God bless you. Thank you. Thank, thanks for waiting. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. And you can text me, 720-336-0897. I uh, have had a few texts come through. Thank you. Uh, we also, if you are just joining us, you weren't with us on the first half of the program, um, we completed uh, our, after three years, uh, we've completed a book. It's at the printer right now. It's called God's Help for the Troubled Heart. And it's a book I put together uh, with a team to help you with your troubled heart. And it covers the gamut. For me, it started uh, in the hospital, um, very similar to this family with a child on um, where, um, well, it didn't, it actually didn't start this way. Um, the doctors actually never really did say there's nothing uh, that they couldn't do. Um, and it was just a matter of waiting for him to wake up. And, uh, uh, and so the real grief started, of course, after he died and he didn't end up coming out of the hospital, unfortunately. And that set a course for seven years, you know, the last seven and a half years. And it's one of the books that God gave me to write. Um, I've been, I've got some other books in my mind that may or may not come out of it, but this is the most important one in the sense of uh, the body of Christ. Uh, and I, uh, we're going to have copies and everything's going to start uh, being available December 12th. So uh, we want you to, to get a copy, maybe get one for your friend. Um, all the proceeds go back into the book, you know, so they develop the next book and the next book. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, um, a package where I'm becoming a millionaire or something. It's, it's all ministry, uh, through our ministry, our new, our new, um, almost completed 501c3 abounding grace media, uh, which includes radio, internet books, you know, uh, so it's, it's one of those things that it took us about three years to finish um, God's help for the troubled heart. Uh, and uh, we're, I'm really glad it's over uh, and ready to get um, if, when COVID lifts, I'm sure I'll be traveling uh, to various churches, sharing it uh, and making it available. Uh, I just know that God's going to use it um, in a wonderful way. So he always has as we've sent a couple pre copies out um, even the editor uh, that we that we used in California had some trials going on while they were editing it, and as they were editing it, the Holy Spirit used uh, the instruction. I know God used these things in our um, in our church already because I've taught these Bible studies, uh, and so thanks for your prayers. You know, thanks for your encouragement. Uh, you you may not always know what your pastor's doing. 
um, you may not always know why uh, they're not in the office keeping hours or something like, you know, whenever I'm in the office, um, I can't study um, or any, I'm meeting with people, uh, which is great. I love that part of my job. Um, Even today, I had meetings all day today. Uh, So, you know, you may not always know what your pastor is doing, but God is using them. Uh, And these are projects. COVID actually opened the door for us to get quite a few projects done. I've been working on a training manual uh, for pastors, like a training tool, I guess is the best way. Uh, We finished that too. So all that's left is getting it edited and formatted so we can print that baby out too and make that available. So I've had a lot of ideas Um, I just haven't been able to execute them for a variety of reasons. Um, and, and so little by little, just, it's in the timing of the Lord. Maybe that's a word for someone listening where you've got a lot of ideas, but you haven't been able to execute them. You know, it's in the timing of the Lord. Don't forget God is in control. He knows what he's doing with our lives. He knows what he wants to do with our lives. And eventually, uh, you know, eventually you'll get the stuff done. And it's not because of procrastination, you know, procrastination is a sin, Laziness is a sin, so it's not like these things didn't get uh, delayed because of procrastination, uh, uh, but work. And then COVID changed things a little bit. And uh, for me, I, I was able to get some good study days there, which freed other time up for me, uh, and it shut my traveling down. So I, I was uh, I was scheduled to teach uh, literally around the world uh, for 2020. And that all got shut down. So that saved a lot of time because I can't do any writing or anything, you know, while I'm traveling. So at any rate, really good stuff. Uh, God's Help for the Troubled Heart comes out December 12th. It's at the printer right now. Um, Printing copies. We'll have copies at Calvary Church uh, available and then other resources, other outlets uh, along the way. And I just appreciate. I've got a couple more projects that I'm working on right now. Um, also developing the new season for my leadership podcast and on and on the list goes. Uh, may the Lord be use us in these last days. Isn't that the key? We want to be used in these last days. Um, and we want to be found faithful. We don't want to be found unfaithful. We want to be found faithful. Um, knowing that it to the faithful, God gives more. 303-690-3000. Taking a call and a question. Let's see what we got here. Open lines. Completely open lines. Oh, no, we have somebody holding. I'm sorry, I missed you. Ah, I'm so sorry, Anna, in Colorado Springs. Uh, Anna, welcome to the program. Hi. I'm sorry, I missed I lost you in the call screen here. What's going on? You missed me. Um, I did. I overlooked you. Thing. Um, to your previous couple uh, people that called in, um, yes. the gentleman that was talking about divorce. Yes. Um, I have had a, gone through a divorce, and it's been five years, and so I'm still struggling because I, you know, I don't know what I did, and I tried to get him to go to counseling. He wouldn't go to counseling. Um, he acted, you know, this is my ex-husband. He. He wanted to marry me so badly, and then I said, you know, I don't think it's the right time. I think we should wait. And, you know, um, I just, I had come out of a severe depression because I have been in the hospital. I've got some health issues. I've been in and out of the hospital myself, which I wanted to tell you I am so sorry about your son. Yeah, thank you very much. I couldn't even imagine that. But 
I wouldn't so, want you to. Um, so long story short, um, my ex acted like he just wanted to marry me and just couldn't, you know, live life without me. And then when we got married, he's been abused by his father and neglected by his mother. And mm-hmm. so after we got married, he just kind of made some decisions for both of us that weren't, I don't feel, were really his decisions to make. We were going to adopt children. And so needless to say, he told me we're not adopting children. And then he also decided that he didn't want to have anything to do with me. He, he, I couldn't even get him to hold my hand. I don't know what happened. I don't know where we went wrong. <clears throat> so it's, um, I'm pretty emotional about it. I'm going to therapy. Sure. Okay, good. But, um, I just, I'm, I don't know what I did. And I, I don't know that I'll ever get that answer. You know, I may not even get it, you know, later. Um, you know, after I've gone to be, you know, with Christ in heaven, um, I just... It's oh, you'll, you'll get it then. You will definitely get it then. Let me let me rec- make a couple recommendations um, of some resources. Email me, like I mentioned earlier, and I'll send you not only resources on forgiveness, but there's a great book that I came across recently on the biblical act of lamenting. And lamenting is is really our God's given way for us to bring these injustices before him. And, you know, that that's one of the tools that God has given to you and me uh, and everyone listening in that has experienced the unfairness of sinful other people's sinful decisions. And, of course, we always have to remember, too, that other people are going to be lamenting because of our sinful decisions, right? We're not the only ones innocent. Um, we, too, uh, make sinful choices that hurt other people. Uh, maybe not as uh, you know difficult as this man has done to you, um, but we all are in need of an outlet uh, to bring our unfairnesses uh, before God. And that book on lamenting uh, was a very great tool um, that I've shared many, many times before. So let me pray for you, and then email me at ed at edtaylor.org and just mention the phone call and and what we talked about, and then I'll, I'll, I'll respond to it with the link so you can download uh, and you can purchase these books on Amazon. So, Father, I pray for my sister, uh, the pain that she's feeling after a, after a divorce. It's just one of the worst pains to experience, uh, and I pray that you would help her as she is learning to forgive and learning, I'm sure, through therapy, how to release this situation and begin to live life again um, in a way that can receive your healing and your strength. And so I pray for the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go over to Aurora, Colorado. Lynn is calling. Lynn, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? doing fine. I had a question. Um, I'm attending a church here in the uh, metropolitan area. Okay. And I have some concerns because I know that, you know, God will put on our hearts that, you know, if he wants us to give a certain amount, but it just seems like the pastor is always saying, you know, I know there's five people in my congregation that can give like a thousand dollars or six thousand dollars and you know they'll they'll stay there until people 
you know, actually come up to the front to give money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just, I don't know if that's right, or am I just reading too much into that, or? Well, I'll give you two answers. Here's the first answer. Do you want the easier answer or the harder answer? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody tells me they got good news and bad news, I always want the bad news first. So that's how I'm going to give it to you. Okay, I'll take the bad. I'll take the bad news first. Then you need to find another church today. Okay. And that leads to the rest of the answer is what what that's called is manipulation. Uh, God doesn't operate that way. There's nowhere in the Bible anywhere that that kind of behavior can ever be justified. Uh, that is absolutely unbiblical, manipulative, and that that building should be empty. Okay. You know, it's like if something needs to be fixed, you know, they'll talk about, you know, the um, the expenses of the church and the things that need to be repaired. And, and I think that there's there's nothing wrong with sharing the needs of a congregation. There's nothing wrong with um, communicating that way. But for a, for someone to to hold up a service or for someone that that it is it's manipulation. I don't, I don't. There's it's gross. It's not even your run of the mill manipulation. It's gross manipulation. It is so far from representative of the heart of God. For example, uh, you know, from time to time uh, on Grace FM, I'll say, hey, support Grace FM. Um, It'd be great if you do. There'll be eternal rewards. And that's that. Um, I'm not going to say, uh, and you know what? Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to stay on the radio until 10 people give $100 and we're just never going to put Bible teaching back on. I mean, that that I can't even imagine doing that. Like, if people want to give, great. If people don't want to give, that's a bummer. But that's fine with me. And we've always been taught that if if God is not providing, then maybe we should let it shut down. Maybe we should let it go. Um, if the church itself, our you know our fellowship family, um, did not want to provide for the needs of our church, then we'd have to let it go. Um, because that's what God is. That's what He's doing. Uh, and the, he, if I stood up there and manipulate, I, I couldn't live with myself. Like that's just, I mean, there's stronger words to use, but it's absolutely not a healthy place. You are not in a healthy place. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 303 You know, these kind of things get me ticked off actually. Um, it, it just ticks me off because there is a genuineness among the body of believers that want to support the work of the ministry. But once a guy gets in there or a gal for that matter, and just starts manipulating and then they, then the church gets mocked and, you know, there's clips right now of Kenneth Copeland and, uh, that other gal, uh, Paula White, um, doing absolutely reject those people, reject them. They are not teaching the truth. I don't. I don't need it. They're not anywhere near the truth. Um, calling down angels or angels from Africa to win the election, or somehow Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland was supposed to have, have cursed the virus, like it stopped. It's 
It didn't happen. Why do people follow them? They're false prophets. And on the other side of that, let me just say there are real needs financially. God is providing for the needs through the church, and we should be faithful in that regard. Um, but don't please don't be manipulated or ripped off. I did a whole series of teaching, as do every other Bible teacher that teaches through the Bible. Uh, I did a series of teachings on giving. Uh, God loves a cheerful giver, purposing in your heart. What a tithe, what a tithe is, what it's not. Um, you'd be surprised that um, the New Testament requires a higher a higher level of giving than the tithe. Did you know that? You can go on our website in 2 Corinthians, uh, back toward the end, as we went through verse by verse. Uh, I did a strong series on giving. Uh, we should probably make that into a pamphlet um, so people understand giving. That's you, I, I'm sure you're listening, Cassandra. We can add that to a pamphlet. <laughs> anyway, we're coming up to the end of the show. Been a great day. Appreciate all that uh, God is doing uh, through us and uh, to us. Um, may he be glorified in our lives. And, um, you know, our lives would be an honor to him, no matter what comes our way. Um, Lord willing, I'll be back with you tomorrow. And we'll be doing the same thing. God bless you guys. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.